0: visible in me is the title of this devotion the invisible visible in me you see Jesus is the visible expression of the invisible God and if we look here for a moment and I'll read this from the Living Bible I really love this 1st John 5 verse 20 and we know that Christ, God's Son, has come to help us understand and find the only true living God. And now we are in God because we're in Jesus Christ, His Son, who is the only true God, and He is eternal life. You see, the God has chosen from before the foundation of the world that we should all be one with Him in His Son, because that is the very spirit of the relationship that God looks for in you and me, is the spirit of sonship. The Bible says in Romans 8 that we all, verse 15, have been given the spirit of sonship or the spirit of adoption by which we cry, Abba, Father, we both male and female, the spirit of sonship is the very nature and power, this eternal life of sonship by which Jesus has become our high priest, our ever living intercessor to bring into us his spirit of sonship and bring us into the revelation that we have become co-heirs together with him. As it says that right there in Romans chapter eight, verse uh, 18, 19. Oh, friends, how great is our loving Heavenly Father that we now in our human earthly state should already be allowed to be called sons and daughters of the living God. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Even though physically it isn't fully made manifest yet what we shall be when we see Jesus, but this we know that when we see Him, we will be like Him. Oh, what a glory, what a phenomenal glory that God has chosen His church, His people, to be His body in which the invisible Christ, who is now in heaven and real as real can be, more real than the things that can be seen that are temporary, that He is now made visible in you and me, His body, the temple of His Holy Spirit. Come on, think about this. That is no different than what it says here in John chapter 1. I'll read it to you from the Amplified since I have that open. No man has ever seen God at any time. The only begotten of the Father who's in the bosom of his intimate presence. He has declared him. He has revealed him and brought him out where he can be seen. He has interpreted him and made him known. So in other words, Jesus is the visible expression of the invisible God. The, in, the invisible became visible in Jesus. Jesus said in John 14, verse seven, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Now you've seen him and now you know him by looking at me. Oh, I mean, come on, let me give you one scripture that Ah, ooh, glory, glory. You you get me going on some of these scriptures and I could just sit here and worship and praise and worship and praise. Listen to this. Listen to this. Jesus is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outreying, the radiance of the divine. He is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding, maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. When he, by offering himself accomplished the cleansing of our sin and riddance of guilt, has sat down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high. That's Hebrews 1 verse 3. He is the light being, the outraying, the express glory of God, of his divinity. He is the perfect imprint and very image of God. In other words, the invisible God has become visible in Jesus. And that is how God insists to be known in us, in you and me, his body his church, his people in whom he loves to reveal himself. And I pray today that you begin to hear this and believe this and take this to heart and and begin to say, Father, I want to be the living expression of yourself in all that I am and say and do. I want all the people to know and see you in all that I am and say and do. I'm yours, my Father. Jesus was wanting to help us all to grasp this. And and what he was enjoying to be the fullness of the Godhead bodily, he wanted us to be able to see that that is exactly why he came, to show us what we were predestined to. As it says, Romans 8, verse 29, you have been predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And Jesus wanted to sow much shared this with his disciples. He said, the life, the glory of the Father you see in me is what you're predestined to. And I I have come to make the way for you to receive this and live in this every day. And here in John 16, verse 12, Jesus says to his disciples on the night in which he was betrayed and the next morning crucified, he says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for He will take of what is mine and declare it, unveil it, reveal it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, He will take of what's mine and declare, unveil it, reveal it to you. Jesus was wanting to say to them, listen, I'm going to the Father. He says it in in, in chapter 14. I'm preparing this life in the Father for you, this place at the Father's right hand for you. All that I am in heaven is for you to receive on earth, that even as I am, so you are in this world. That's what it says in the the first John. And he says, I think in chapter four, he says, I am going to prepare a place for you at the Father's right hand so that according to Ephesians 2, you who are made alive together with me may be seated with me. I am there on your behalf. I am there for you. I am there representing you as your great high priest. I am there for you so that what I have there you may live here on earth so that what is still invisible may become visible in you you see the great pain of sin was that heaven and earth separated and what Jesus did was to reconcile heaven and earth together and now We can be in this earth with an earthen body. We know this is made of earth, this body, and we can partake of the life of heaven through the Son, where the life that he has in heaven with the Father is made manifest in us. We are now the visible expression of the invisible. What's invisible becomes visible in us is what I'm talking to you about. Oh, friends, don't think this is too hard for you. Don't think this is too far from you. Don't think, oh, Pastor, I I, I have my job every day. I'm my pressures at home. I have my failings and my habits and my weaknesses. I don't, I don't, I don't know about this. Oh, come on there, friends. This is elementary. This is the basic of Christian life. Christ in me, the hope of glory. It's no longer I that live it, but Christ lives in me. This is the elementary of Christianity. This is where you are born. And yes, like any child that is born, you can see everything is there. The eyelashes, the fingernails, everything is there. The beauty of the whole person is there. And yet that person has to develop and grow and mature and come into full stature. And we know that, and we know, and we think that's normal. The same is true for you and me. Look what it says here in Ephesians chapter four, verse thirteen. Oh, how I love these verses! How I love them, and thank God for them, till we all come to the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Till we all come to that fullness of the stature we see in Jesus. In in, in verse 13, 413 in the Amplified, till we all attain oneness in the faith, in comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God, that we may arrive at a really mature manhood, the completeness of personality, which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection, the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and completeness found in him till we all come to this. Oh, please believe it. Please let this vision take hold of your heart. Please let it enlighten your eyes and your heart to say, my father, my father, what you have predestined me to and what you are now forming in me, Christ in me, what you are working in me. It says in Galatians four, verse nine, that Christ be formed in you, what you are forming in me by your Holy Spirit and transforming in me by your spirit into your likeness. Oh, my father. It is too great for me to comprehend. And it says that in Ephesians 4, 18, 19. It is too much for our natural minds to be able to comprehend outside of the experience. In other words, the experience is greater than what we could have imagined, asked, hoped, or prayed for, it says in verse 20. And yet God works it in us to the praise and the glory of His accomplished work in Jesus Christ by the invisible becomes visible in us. And when people look at you and say, what is this about you? I don't know what it is, but I see something. I don't know what I'm seeing. You can say it's the life and the love of my heavenly Father in me. You see, and people don't know God unless they see Him in us. People didn't know God until they saw Him in Jesus. And this is why we're here today to be the image of our loving Heavenly Father so that all may come to know and see the only true God living in us by His Spirit. Come on, friends. God's called you with a phenomenal calling, and He will perfect that which concerns you and complete the work He's beginning you. He will not fail you. No matter how much you painfully struggle with that human nature like I do, no, no, do not believe that that human nature is able to stop God. Because Jesus has done it all for you to receive it all. Amen. Have a good day.